You're with Merrick Watts filling in for Miranda Devine today here at the Daily Telegraph. Now, I read something in the Telegraph which caught my eye. Um, one of the bars in the city at the Hilton Zeta Bar has taken food wankery to the next level with cocktails made out of animals. Uh, joining me from the Daily Telegraph news desks is food writer Renata Gordon. Renata, back me up on this. Is it gone too far? Are we in an era now where um, hipster foods and drinks has jumped the shark? Oh, I'm not, I don't think so, Merrick. I think it's just everyone's looking for a different flavour, different flavours and new experiences. So, Well, how do they get duck fat? Well, oh, it says in there there's duck fat in a yeah. drink. Yeah, well, fat-washed cocktails are a thing. So, What's, what's a fat-washed cocktail? So the alcohol is mixed with a, a kind of fat and it helps with give you that mouthfeel that you have. Like You know when you have a really fatty steak and it's quite juicy and, mm. and then it has it sort of coats mm. your tongue and it's really slick? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, but you're getting it in a drink. Well, why can't you just have a piece of steak and have a can of beer and just imagine the rest in your mind? It would be a lot cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper, probably. Well, this kind of cocktail, so what are they, what is it, farm to? plate but farm to drink is, is yeah they're calling it? it they're calling it farm to glass rather farm than the glass. farm to plate okay so what sort of um strange farm products are we finding in these drinks at Zutaba? so as well as duck fat they're using vinegar they're using honey um oh, well they're not that weird oh they're, they're all it's all new south wales produce so okay. they're, they're focusing on that so they're keeping the local and the seasonality in mm-hmm. they're using whole pears in their cocktails um and rosemary okay so it's not it's not as Bad, not as bad as it sounds. Not as bad it? as it sounds. The duck fat is probably the weirdest. Did you which try is why one? We led. I haven't tried one yet. No. Yeah. Okay. No. But I'm going to go try one next week. Uh, do we have any idea of how many thousands of dollars one of these drinks is? Because I'm, well, pre- pre- I'm just assume it's not that. I think cheap. you were probably paying more than twenty bucks for a cocktail for these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's you know that's pretty much standard prices <laughs> in Sydney, isn't it? If, it I is. mean, if you pay less than twenty dollars for a schooner in the city, and you're having a good day. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the good places to eat in Sydney because I know that you know with uh, some publications, there's always an emphasis on the best places to eat in Australia and in Sydney are always you know Benelong or in the city, you know the Opera House, all these kind of spectacular places, symbols of our city, and they are very expensive restaurants that they're talking about and just not accessible to the people who live in the city on, on a whole. So let's run through some um, places that people can eat at a reasonable price, in, in particular in Western Sydney. And there's some great places to go to and find good food. Oh, there are wonderful places in Western Sydney. And what makes it so amazing is that there are these food hubs. So if you want great Vietnamese food, you go to Cabramatta. Cabra, if yep. you want Turkish, you go to Auburn. If you want Lebanese, you know, you used to go to Lakemba or Bankstown, but mm. now you can go to Punchbowl as well, which is starting to get up there. Um, and then and then for Indian, you would go to Harris Farm. Yeah, go Harris to pa- Tash, Harris Park. Harris, Park. Harris, Farm, Harris Farm's a shopping centre at Broadway. Shopping Harris Park. Can I actually, to that point, I was in uh, Harris Park a couple of weeks ago with my family. We go to a place called Taj, yes. which is right on the main drag there. And uh, it's vegetarian uh, Indian food, but it is just phenomenal. And you eat like a king, and it is super cheap. Yeah. You can take your whole family in there. That's a great one. We also go to Banksy a bit as well, but actually yeah. for um, for Vietnamese at Banksy is really good. Yeah. There's a place there called Tran Van, yeah. which is Sounds like an authentic Vietnamese name, doesn't it? It does. Tranvan. It it's very, very good. And uh, obviously Cabramatta is great as well. There's another place called, have you heard of a place called Jasmine's in Lakemba? Yeah, they do the best falafel in Sydney, I reckon. Amazing yep. place. Just a quick tip there, though. If you do plan to go to Jasmine to get some fantastic food, just be aware of prayer time because we were there and then, of course, they shut down for prayer time. <gasps> 
because they have to acknowledge Islamic law. So then they, they go off for prayer time. You have to leave. It's like, okay. So well, they completely shut up shop. They shut down the shop. Oh. They, shut, they actually let do, us do stay they, there. Do they let you take the falafel with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but well, that's just, fine. They're awesome about it. They're just yeah. very polite. But yeah. if, you, if you go there at, uh, during prayer time, you can't get in. But if you're there, you can stay and eat. So there's a little bit of a tip for it. It's almost like a lock-in at a bar. A, a lock-in? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it yeah. is. Uh, only, yeah, okay. It is. Only with your family, so yeah. you don't feel quite as, I don't know, like you're getting away with something. So those those places are, are now starting to become food hubs. Well, these places have always been food hubs. It's just, and the people around Western Sydney know that they're hubs. I yeah. think they're just now being discovered by people who... Uh, from in, the eastern suburbs? Who, yeah, who would consider Glebe as far west as they would travel to. <laughs> it's so... It is so funny trying to convince people. I mean, I, I live in the inner west of Sydney, and to convince people that I know from the eastern suburbs to travel to the inner west, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's, it seems like a long way away. You go, oh, yeah. my God, you have no idea. No idea. No idea. You have but no idea. If they travel, and you don't even have to drive. Driving in Sydney is such a pain in the ass. But get on the train. Uh, yep. Lakemba's about 20 minutes away from central. Parramatta's 25 minutes yeah, yeah. on the express Nothing. train. It's actually not as far as people think it is. Yep. And you're... You're going to be introduced to this whole new world of flavours that you wouldn't be able to get in the inner east or in the inner west necessarily, and it's going to cost you nothing. You're going to eat like a king for 50 bucks. Yeah, that's great. And also, too, you know, I think that kind of the, the street food movement's really taken off. Like people are probably, you know, experiencing more people travel overseas, they experience food overseas, and they come back and they've opened up their minds and their palates at the same time. So they go out and, and seek out these little, these little gems in Sydney, of which there's dozens of them. Yeah, so many. And and I think for a lot of people, they're, they're, it's almost because they don't know about these places. So they need they need recommendations or they need a friend to tell them or they need to travel overseas and go, oh, I had the best samosa of my life when I was mm-hmm. in India. Where do I get that in Sydney? And most people would tell you Taj. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you would like to pay for a cocktail... Uh, made of duck fat that will actually cost you more than if you just bought an entire duck. Uh, you can seek that out at Zeta Bar. I actually don't know whether or not that's correct. That's probably unfair. But if you'd like to try something new, you can do that. But I encourage people, get out into inner, into the in, the inner west and the western suburbs of Sydney, find something delicious to eat and uh, get amongst it. Renata Gordon, thank you very much for your time. And you can get more details on the Daily Telegraph website. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.